Hey everybody, welcome to the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast spoiler episode. We are here to talk about Don't Worry Darling, uh, Olivia Wilde's new film, but we're not just talking about it, we're going to spoil it. Um, I'm John Burke, and with me from across the pond, of course, is Matt Hudson from whatiwatchtonight.co.uk. Matt, you ready to spoil Don't Worry Darling? I'm ready to spoil Don't Worry Darling, and um, yeah, in the non-spoiler review, I just come out of the theatre, um, so now I get to... Uh, dive into some of the things that we were forbidden to speak about. And to be honest, John, this film is quite hard to talk about without spoiling it. I know um, Olivia Wilde and co did quite a good job of spoiling on the press tour with comparisons to other films and other people. But um, I think we did quite a good job of not spoiling it, John. Um, Yeah, I think we, I mean, it was, it was hard uh, because even things like um, spoiler warning, folks. We're jumping right in from here. Yeah. Um, I before seeing the movie and not really paying attention to a lot of the press tour stuff that was actually about the movie and only like about the drama behind the movie. Um, I I just knew that it wasn't going to be in the fifties. Like I knew there was some. You know, I was thinking more M Night Shyamalan's The Village that there's yeah, like yeah. Uh, this you know, they're in the middle of nowhere, right? Like you see that in the trailer, they're in like a desert. So I'm like, well, they just built a, you know, a utopia in the middle of the desert and they're acting like it's the fifties. Mm-hmm. I was right, but I was wrong. Right. Like, <laughs> um, we, we get this reveal and they kind of hint to it. Cause there's little flashes of her with someone who doesn't quite look like Harry Styles, but also does, but like, he doesn't look like yeah. the Harry Styles we're seeing. And, um, Finally, it reveals we we cut to a scene of Florence Pugh's character as a nurse using an iPhone. Clearly, not the fifties, right? Like it's it's very much mm-hmm. modern. And the reveal is that he was tired of being played second fiddle. Like his job was not the the breadwinner. Um, he she wasn't giving him what he wanted, and so he signed up, uh, probably through a website like 4chan, um, for this experimental new uh app website mmo simulator uh, yeah. simulator where it's it's like the matrix in a way um but uh the women are involuntarily kept in the simulation and the men are given a uh section of the day i think like eight hours or something like that um you would probably remember better because you just saw it and yep. then they have to work to pay for the thing and whatever and that's what I said in, in the non-spoiler discussion, like a lot of the characters don't have personalities because all the women are programs. They're they're real women, but they have been programmed to act this way, that they've been conditioned to live in the simulation. They only shop. They only do the things that the, the men want them to do. And essentially they are the quote unquote idyllic woman that so many uh, masculine men say they want. You know, she works in the kitchen. She cooks. She waits on their every need. Um, and yeah, there's some things, uh, there's some things in that third act that I think are really interesting. There are some things that I don't think inherently make sense. Um, like I'm asking some big questions that I'm going to bring up here in a moment, but I like the twist. Um, again, I kind of saw something like that coming. I don't know what the plane had to do with it. Like earlier in the movie, she she saw a plane. It it definitely ties back to, uh, Kiki Lane's character because she's holding that red plane, um, 
but I don't know. There was no plane. I don't know why did she see a plane. There's no real indication. She's not actually somewhere where a plane would have made sense to have seen it, like, crash or anything like that. So I, I don't fully understand it if that was ever explained outside of the Kiki, Kiki Lane connection. Um, if there's maybe some symbolism with, like, a red plane, maybe the Red Baron being, like, I the... Mean, the I, kids, I don't know. Her Kiki Lane's character, Margaret, The her story was apparently that she took her kid out into the desert uh, and the kid was never seen again. We do, we just found out that they took them, but the kid took a red plane with him, and Margaret's character was clutching that red plane, you know, on the front lawn, looking into the horizon. But I don't know if the plane itself that went over the overhead was red, but it didn't really make any sense because it just happened, and then that was it. You know that that well, that, that it made no sense for the plane to be there. From even and it, I mean. show, it showed like a like a shimmering like globe, like almost Truman Show esque, which she cites as one of the things that the, inspired That's this what movie. It was, yeah, but That's it's what like I yeah, but it's, it's not though because the Truman Show he he is real. He's yeah. in a world, and the dome makes perfect sense there. And we do see like a shimmering dome, which also would have made sense with my village uh, theory that like they had made a protective like barrier, you know. Um, to stop that from happening kind of thing. Um, like to stop, you know, outside planes from seeing, and maybe that yeah, plane yeah. breached. It would have made sense if that somewhere. were the case, but that it's a simulation. It makes zero sense because <sighs> even it makes zero sense that it's an isolated desert to a big degree outside of like, you can't leave this area. Very Truman show esque also, right? Like that you, you can't leave. We fabricated some reason why you can't leave. Um, so because there is a limitation to the programming or whatever, but not like you know what i mean like it's there's some there's some definitely flaws if you analyze it. but that's what i was saying like during the film for the most part i was just like intrigued more than i was questioning like why and then afterwards mm-hmm. i'm immediately like those things and uh gemma uh get gemma i'm gonna gemma chan gemma, she's she's uh frank's wife frank is chris pine he's the the founder of all of it she stabs him don't know why and everything's and I don't know why yeah, she says <laughs> my turn or whatever. And I'm like, but it's always been, if you've known, cause the assumption there, is she must've always known, right? The only thing I can think of is because Dr. Collins died. Yes. In the car crash. But why did he die in the car crash? Because I understand why he died in the car crash, car crash, boom, he's dead. That's not my issue. Why was he chasing into her? Like he's, like the implication to me is all the guys in red suits are programs. They're like of antivirus essentially. Yeah. Um, because they just show up, right? Like they're nowhere and then they're everywhere. Um, and so he's like yelling at them, calling them idiots, which again implies that they're real people and not programs, which I don't think is the case. Um, you know what? This movie's the most like serenity. It's the most like serenity. Oh, oh. Because there's a lot of that stuff. You're like, mm, that doesn't add up. That doesn't make sense. But I, it's a better watch than Serenity because it has Pew and it has. Granted, Serenity has some talent in it, but it has Jason Clark also, and that's no good. Um, it's no good for JB. But like Collins dies, and the implication seems to be that Collins is maybe like the one who makes everybody work in the system. Like he seems to be, he's the doctor, but I think he's more of maybe like the lead programmer. He's the Wozniak to the jobs yeah, of Frank. He keeps people you know? docile. Yeah. And so, but th- why is he 
chasing into her. Like that's it doesn't make any sense that he's coming to like fight her <laughs> and then putting himself at risk. He dies. Then Gemma, Gemma Chan's character Shelley stabs Frank, and I'm like, why though? Why did you stab Frank? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then I, I did like the reveal that Olivia Wilde knew that she was there because her children in the real world had died, and so she at least here she gets some version of them. Even though yeah, so nothing about her character says she actually liked being a mother, so you know whatever. Yeah. But everything looked like everything kind of planned played out like she didn't really care for being a mother. Where where you know they they said um, Florence Pugh's character Alice, they they even say oh you know kids like me more than they do you to uh, Olivia Cook Olivia Wilde's bunny. Um, so again, that kind of yeah, I get it, but it came out of nowhere for me and to the point where pretty much for the reasons you've just summed up i just was checked out by that point I was like you know what's going to happen when olivia Wall comes in she's shouting go we know we you can probably guess from a mile off why here we go she says it i knew all along um it it just did not hit me around the face like it should have done this twist and part of that as well is because for a psychological thriller i wasn't i didn't find it particularly suspenseful i didn't really find the atmosphere that I don't think there was a good enough job of cooking up that tension. Um, I, I mentioned previously the first half of the film, you know, I was more engaged with when we were kind of setting the scene a little bit and things were happening. And, you know, at the time it felt like they were going to pay off like the plane, for example, you think, okay, this is clearly going to pay off later on in the film. We're going to find out more about what's going on. And yeah, that kind of like shimmery effects are kind of like the, um, the counter mm-hmm. the anti cabin in the woods effect where there's something there but you can go through it in this time um unlike the hemsworth one who went in it um yeah i was more in them but i just lost interest because i wasn't buying the the the, the tension i wasn't buying the mysteries the further we got on it wasn't necessarily to do with the performances outside of florence Pugh. i think she was superb yes she clearly carried the film but that, but she's good enough to carry almost any film now. I generally think that anything she's in is now I- I- immediately elevated. But those reasons you mentioned, John, you know, why does Gemma Chan's character suddenly turn? Why is there a plane? Why does nobody else seem to have these hist- moments of reflection like uh, Kiki Lane's character did? And if so, why didn't Florence Pugh's character speak to her rather than Bunny? Um, the, I don't agree. I don't think this film is as feminist as Olivia Wilde thinks it is, uh, or wants it to be. Yeah, of course there's the, you know, the, the, there's the awful patriarchy, um, uh, themes like you mentioned about, you know, the idyllic housewife and the men go to work and the women are, are just there, but everything that happens within this realm is entirely against the will of the woman. And I know that's what Olivia Wilde's going to try and say, but it's all just—it's very non-consensual, and the idea that and, and just seeing you know Harry Styles um, getting intimate, shall we say, of um, Florence Pugh's character again, seem not entirely. Uh, it just feels icky, given how we know this film plays out. It doesn't really feel sit right, and I don't think to me that is exactly what Olivia Wilde was trying to put across. But it's how it comes across to me. I'd be very interested to see other people's or, or more people more uh intellectual than me or people who are affected by it more than me i'd like to see you know their thoughts on that but you know yeah the it just felt shallow to me it felt a bit hollow 
uh, throughout. There were good moments. I mentioned the, the dinner table scene. That was clearly the best scene of the film where you've got Florence Pugh going facing off with Chris Pine, um, who was called a Jordan Peterson type character in the marketing. And yeah, when Olivia Wilde said this film was like the Truman show, I thought, ah, right. So someone's trapped somewhere. That's, that's where we're going. Is it excellent? Thank you for that. Um, yeah, but that dinner table scene where, you know, Chris Pine lays down a challenge saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've got someone to challenge me to face off against me. And then, you know, Florence Pugh, she lays bare what her yeah. problems are. You are doing this against our will, Margaret, this, and uh, talking about how everybody has to, everybody met their partners in the same way. That was very good. That was a great yeah. scene. A really, Although, really top scene. Great scene that kind of doesn't make any sense in the grand scheme of all of it either. Like, because he says, like, is that, I, yeah. I thought better of you. Like, the implication being maybe that as a programmer, you want someone to push the boundaries of your program so that you have to, like, keep, you know, like, game game designers want game people who are good at the games to test the game to make sure it's going to work well yes. for other people. So, like, it implies that Alice is the challenge. Like, she keeps breaking free, but it, we don't really get a why. We don't get an explanation. There is, like, the Neo uh, Agent Smith kind of battle with, between the two of them in that moment that doesn't fully pay off especially because at the end it, it's not him that she's really fighting it's it's jack, jack and yeah. harry Styles, yeah um that builds to the scene though where he be, he gets the ring for some reason like they give him the ring and they make they him promote him yeah but for what like what does that even mean in terms of the the actual story like there's was, a lot it was to be it, I think that I was watching it, John, and I had exactly the same thought is what the hell is he dancing for? And I generally think it was just to be an attempt to be disorientating We've, with Florence Pugh's character, you know, kind of have, having her breakdown, have breakdown. In, yeah. the, in the bathroom. And at the same time, it's into it's cross cutting with some lunatic just dancing on stage. I think it was meant to be kind of like a WTF moment, but it didn't there, quite there work. You, ha- you have that like that's to me where they start really like the uh the scary mindset of the internet like you know the 4chan type thing mm. where it's like they're this is our world and they're shouting and they're like chanting and they're like cheering him on but it also feels like yeah but he's already a part of that world why would he get like in terms of the world what's the point of the promotion does he actually get something new you know what i'm saying like there's no outside of if like if she was trying to leave him because he wasn't getting a promotion, then he gets the promotion. That would make sense. as like some kind of manipulation tactic, but that's not what's happening. So it really doesn't make sense in the sense of like in the narrative, because he's not a part of anything. And if he is a part of like, maybe now he's actually a programmer. Like maybe he got a promotion that's not shared with us either. You know, we're told that he's where it seems like his life is miserable outside of the eight hours. He gets to be in the simulation, you know, like he's, he seems unhappy in the real world. He looks worse than he did when he, like when we first meet him in the real world versus like when she, you know, when we find out that he's like keeping her like barely hydrated and he, she's on an IV and all that. Like, I, again, I think there's some interesting stuff here. I do think it under scrutiny, it really falls apart. And that's why I don't think it's a masterpiece. I think if like, and it's not a lot of scrutiny. Like it's, it's a, you can like poke and prod and it starts to fall apart kind of thing. It's not like, like us, you're like, Oh, how do they eat? That's a whole other thing. Like, that's a small thing. This is like, no, the fundamental ideas of some of this stuff does not add up to what we got. And that makes mm-hmm. me think there are, like, I've heard that she did some rewrites. 
in like the production, but she has no script credit for that or anything like that. Um, but that's not uncommon for a director to, or, you know, change things. Mm-hmm. There's could be a lot of stuff on the cutting room floor um, that we didn't see or that we might see later kind of thing. So uh, it's hard to know. And again, we mentioned in the non-spoiler review, but Shia LaBeouf playing Jack brings a whole lot of baggage to the whole, you know, masculine feminine battle, right? Because he is uh, still being scrutinized for uh, the abuse he did to his last girlfriend. Yeah. Um, which I think he's fully admitted. Like, I don't think I'm speculating. I think he has been on record saying, yes, he's I did these things. Yep. He's been and honest he, and upfront. Not that I makes it any better, but he's admitted right. his wrongdoings. So him in that role takes on a darker overtone, you know? So I don't know if maybe that was part of the decision for him to leave or for them to not want him or whatever actually happened. But uh, yeah. Um, but again, I think there's good here. Just, I wish it could have really taking it up another couple of notches to like slam that, that twist home and make it feel like something bigger. Like when the Truman show, you kind of know throughout, like I think there's hints for the audience early on that he's trapped. And when the reveal happens, if you haven't figured it out at that point, it's, it's jarring. Um, And then you go back and look at it. You're just like, wow, this movie was planned for that. And this movie doesn't really feel like that. Like it just feels like, Oh yeah. And simulation like, Oh, yeah, could have done. I could have set up a, like eight or nine different directions that this could have gone, all of which are there in the subtext to a degree, but none of them are clearly developed as though this last act was a spontaneous decision. You know? Yeah, um, I, I, I'm not going to disagree and say that I don't think the premise and the idea is intriguing because I do think it is, and I genuinely like these films, like The Truman Show, obviously The Matrix. You mentioned things like Us and Get Out and things like that. I love, I, I genuinely enjoy those films. It's just it comes down to how well it's executed. I don't think Harry Styles are particularly bad in the role. I do think somebody more convincing could have possibly made this film a little bit more tense and atmospheric than it was. Um, and I, I want to again give props to Olivia Wilde's direction and the cinematography. I think the film is visually very pretty. I think it's a very good looking film. It's well shot. Some of the scenes, most of the scenes are very well directed, at least. And there's some in- interesting uh, techniques used in terms of the cinematography and camera work, which I thought were um, to the movie's benefit. So it's not, for me, it's not a total washout in terms of the film. It's just the most important thing for me didn't work, which was which was the story. And of course, when you get to the third act, sometimes a good third act can salvage a movie somewhat. But as for the reasons you've mentioned up top, John, and I kind of went over as well, it, you know, it fell apart for me quite quickly. I really, really, really wanted to like this film, but uh, I came away disappointed. And um, sadly, I still am now, my friend, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you were more positive on it. Yeah, but still, again, I think worthy of note, not like strong advocating either. Just like, yeah, yeah no, it's not bad, um, but it's not, it's not what I thought it could have been. Yeah, I think that's exactly where I'm. I'm, I'm obviously more negative on it than you. I really wasn't a fan of it, um, but it's it's the disappointment of what could have been because there is an awful lot here which could have gone right on any other day, or with, or if somebody else had taken a look at the script and changed it or whatever. There was a very, very good film in here for me, but for me, this one wasn't it. Agreed. Well, 
that is our spoiler episode of Don't Worry Darling. Uh, please let us know what you thought. You can hit us up on the socials. We are um, on Instagram at Bloody Awesome Movie Pod and Twitter. We are BAMP underscore podcast at BAMP underscore podcast. And on Facebook, you can search Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast if you still use that. Uh, individually, you can find me at BurkeReviews.com and at BurkeReviews on all those social media platforms. Matt, where can they find you? Uh, what I watch tonight.co.uk and just search what I watch tonight across all the socials, including Letterboxd. And if you like what we're doing here at the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, we ask that you take a few minutes and give us that five star rating on whatever podcast catcher you use. Uh, it helps other people find the show. Um, with that, we encourage you to keep watching movies and stay bloody awesome. Blood, 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 blood,